Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Today's episode of The Bar is brought to you by Reformed Taste. Yeah, you heard it right. Reformed Taste. They are sending me a hot sauce in the mail, and I can't wait to try it. Uh, They also have some coffees. You can look them up on Facebook at Reformed Taste. And also, there will be a link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the bar, come on and pull up a seat And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ the nations yeah welcome to the modern reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building and we right back in the building man at the bar where we are biblical and reformed and I know I missed it last month. I understand that. I had some people inbox me. I didn't do my local pastor spotlight. And uh, this time I was able to hook up with a brother actually in my same area. Um, and I'm so excited to bring him to you and, and so we can hear his heart. Uh, this is a local pastor that's uh, actually uh, in the midst of a church plant. You know, we had a uh, 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 Scott um, Anderson that had a church plant and, and actually successful in building his own network. We also talked to Scott Garrison, who uh, had a church plant that actually failed and he showed his side of it. And so today we have a young man uh, that's actually in the process of the church plant. And uh, and I love this guy. Met him up, uh, met him face to face. Actually, this is probably one of the first guests I ever met face to face and was able to chop it up with him. You know, he tried to recruit me, but uh, you know, we've seen what the Lord got to say about that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to bring to the table, to the mic, to the bar, Mr. Will. What's up, big homie? How are you, sir? What's up, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Going good, man. Going good. You got to be ready to pull the trigger, man. This radio, we can't be pausing, all right? My bad, dog. <laughs> I'm messing with you, man. I'm gonna get look. I'm gonna give you a hard time because I know you, man. I'm gonna give you a hard time. So, Mister Will, I can take it. If you, oh, I know, I know you built. So, if you would, would you kind of introduce yourself to the people? Uh, let them know who you are, family, yeah. personal, whatever you want to. You know, let the people know. Go ahead and do that now. Yeah, man. So, yeah, he said my name's Will. I'm Will Broadus. Uh, planting a church in Greenville, South Carolina which is where I'm from. Uh, I've been married to my wife, Becca, for almost uh, five years. we got two kids. Uh, i got Ezra, who's three, and Maria, who is one. Uh, so we out here battling it out with the kids. You know, don't get much sleep. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we out here uh, trying to plant a church on, um, on a particular side of Greenville. It's uh, the west side of Greenville, uh, which, is, which is known for being a kind of an urban context, um, a, a poor context, uh, a dangerous context. Um, so we're out here trying to figure out uh, what it's like to to plant a church, not in the suburbs, but in the in the hood, if you will. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, I know that side of town, man. I used to work for the bus station, um, and it it is a little different, you know. You know, a it lot is, of people, uh, 
Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they see downtown Greenville and, you know, how pretty it is and, and mm-hmm. walking and bike trails and stuff. But there's another side of Greenville that, that a lot of people don't get to see. Uh, so I'm very familiar with that. So uh, let's talk about what got you here, man. Uh, you know, what brought you to the place where you wanted to per- plant a church? And then also let's go into uh, why that area. For sure, man, for sure. So it's kind of, man, it's a weird story. I'm going to try to keep it short. Uh, but, oh, no, it's ready. Uh, we'll talk all you need to talk, brother. Okay. Uh, don't tell me that. <laughs> now, I'm a preacher. I'll talk a lot. Go ahead. Uh, but, <laughs> but, no, man, uh, I, I grew up uh, in Greenville, and um, we went to church when I was younger, uh, but around 7, 8, we just stopped going. Um, and so I was just kind of living my life. Um, my parents were divorced, uh, living with my mom, and uh, it was really just uh, just trying to fit in. Uh, in this context, that means try to be, you know, try to be hard, try to be a gangster or whatever. And so I was right. just trying to do that. And, uh, it, it, man, it's really, uh, the Lord's grace. I remember one day I was, I was sitting in my, my bedroom and I don't even remember what I was doing. I was just sitting there. And, uh, all of a sudden I just had this overwhelming feeling of God's love for me. And, um, I was like, Oh snap. What, what do I do with this? And so uh, <laughs> I asked my mom, I was like, can, can we go buy uh, a, a Bible? And we in South Carolina, so she was like, "Yeah." And so I got a, a pocket New Testament. Right. I began to read it two or three o'clock in the morning for weeks, just reading it. Mm. And um, the, the Lord, just, you know, revealed Himself to me through the Scriptures, um, where I could articulate Jesus dying for my sins and and forgiveness and all those things like that. And then uh, as I uh, as I started reading the Scripture, uh, like uh, I saw. Christians getting together, and I was like, "Well, I guess, I guess I should go to church somewhere, you know." Uh, so I, right. <laughs> we tried to, to to go to one church um, that was uh, it was a, an, an all white church, and I was cool with that. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I just need a word, but uh, we were still, you know, we were still working through racial things, and there was kind of, there was some tension, and so then I ended up going to to a multi ethnic church because I, I remember I told my mom, I was like, "Hey, they got everybody." So let's just go there, mm-hmm. and um, ended up being a a, a church that uh, taught taught a form of of prosperity gospel, um, which mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was at the time. You know, I didn't know much of anything, um, but I was in man. I was running for the Lord. Uh, I uh, in high school, I was that cat trying to share the gospel with friends, and mm-hmm. I didn't get invited to no parties. Um, <laughs> they was like, man, you need to back the box. So, so it's, it's just a funny story. So back in the day when we had CD players and headphones, mm-hmm. you would ride the bus, and everybody would be asking, hey, can I, can I use your, your, uh, your, your CD player? And before mm-hmm. I, I came to the Lord, I was like, man, get up off me about this CD player. This is mine. And right. <laughs> but then my, my sister got me some Christian rap CD. So I, I was sitting on the bus. I was like, somebody asked me. Ask me about this. Ask me to listen. And so <laughs> pretty pretty soon, pretty soon people stop asking. But but um but gotcha. by God's grace, man, uh, I always had a love for for the scripture, man. It's just God's grace. And over over the years, as I as I you know grew in, in high school and grew in the church, uh, I was really struggling with a couple of things. Uh, one, I, I was trying to figure out uh, the role of suffering uh, because. Mm. You read scripture and you see a lot of suffering going on. And and two, the Lord had kind of given me a heart for international missions. You know, when I when mm. I heard there was a, a, such a thing as an unreached people group, it really messed me up. I was like, you mean there's because, you know, the Lord pricked my heart and I could go get a Bible. Mm-hmm. But there, there are places in the world that's not a possibility. There's no one to talk right, to. There's right. no Christian books. There's, there's nothing like that. And that just really messed me up. And so uh, I was like, I got to do something about that. So I started looking into to international missions and, and reading missionary biographies. And right there, you can't read that kind of stuff without encountering suffering as well. And uh, right, so right. kind of left me in this, this weird position. And then I just start seeing uh, the, the, the centrality of the gospel in the scripture, how it was all about Jesus. And I need to be honoring him and worthy to he's worthy for me to, 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 to give my life, you know. And so mm-hmm. that sent me on a, a you know, eventually I, I, I left that that church and kind of sent me on this journey where I went to a lot of different churches. Um, and eventually uh, I, I went to college at North Greenville University, which is a, which is a, a Baptist college uh, over here. 
and um, I started majoring uh, in Christian studies and international business because, again, I was going to do missionary stuff. And it was just really great for me to get get in those classes to really wrestle with the text, um, to to see it in this cultural context. Uh, I'd say that's when I uh, began to kind of understand Reformed theology. Um, Right. And the the reason that that was so appealing to me is because of of how it was so clear about God's glory and, and God's worth. And how, man, he's worthy for, for us to suffer. He's worthy for us to go do hard things. He's worthy um, because he single-handedly saved us, you know. So uh, at that point in time, I was still heading towards missions, met my wife. We ended up going to uh, the Southern Baptist Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, then I ran out of money, <laughs> which happens. And so <laughs> yes. I, ended up, I ended up working at a bank. I was just working at a bank. I was a part of a, a local church uh, called Sojourn Community Church. It was really, really healthy uh, church to be a part of. And, you know, we, was, uh, we were leading a community group, and I kind of said to myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not a missionary, but I should live like a missionary where I'm at. And um, mm-hmm. so that kind of, I just kind of started focusing on that. I shared the gospel at work in the neighborhood, and, like, people started come, coming to Christ. Um. And it was just, it was really cool. Like my, my boss uh, came to Christ, coworkers came to Christ, neighbors came to Christ. And it was just from us, me and my wife, just trying to live intentional, inviting people over to the right. house, having meals with them, all that kind of stuff like that. And uh, around that time, uh, there was some, some of the pastors were like, hey, man, have you thought about planting a church, uh, particularly in the, in the urban context? And I was like, uh, well, I guess I thought about it, but I'm, I'm trying to get on the mm-hmm. missions field. You know, that's been my goal right, for, right, right. for a long time. Um, but I had this, I, I wanted to respect their opinion. So I had to seriously, you know, think about that. And so I was kind of had this fork in the road of international missions or, you know, urban church planting. And as we were kind of praying and thinking through that, uh, a door just swung wide open for us to go to uh, uh, East Asia. And so mm. we went to uh, me and my wife, and my son was six months old at the time. Uh, we went to, to East Asia uh, with the goal of uh, working with some, some Muslim people groups. And so we were out there, and, um, man, I loved it, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, you know, I was teaching, right. teaching English. That was my front. But I would just go uh, and talk to college students about Jesus. And uh, wow. what we would do is we would uh, – so basically, we we had to kind of we, we kind of made up a strategy because we weren't quite sure what to do. Um, but I heard heard some ideas before. So we um we said, okay, we're going to start an English club. We're going to talk about philosophy, morality, and then from those topics, we'll we'll segue into Christianity. And literally, mm. the way we started an English club was me and my boy walked down a college campus and just started yelling, "Who speaks English?" <laughs> Like, oh wow! After a while, we had a group that spoke English. I was like, "Y'all want to start an English club?" It's like, "Okay." So, oh, wow. uh, we just wow. we just started started meeting, and then we started um like a, you know a lot of questions uh, would revolve mm-hmm. around the fact that we have a morality which they would agree we have a morality, and then I would say, "Well, where did that morality come from?" And, right. Um, so we would just kind of dance around that subject, and by that, we kind of people who were interested uh, of a biblical worldview of morality, we would take them to a Bible study and uh, mm. start working with the scriptures uh, to them. But the, the thing that was the most interesting is, um, as I would share the gospel, we would have people who would like they would cognitively assent, like, "Man, that's right, I agree with you." And I would get excited. I was like, "Oh snap!" You know, <laughs> it's about right. to go down. Right, right, right. And uh, <laughs> and then they would be like, "But, but you're American." And in my culture, we don't do that. And I was like, mm. no, nah, man, the gospel's for everybody. It's for everybody. And then, yeah, you think that because you're American. I was like, oh, gosh. So I started a <laughs> – so indigenous believers started coming out of the woodwork when they saw me sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. there's, the under, there's an underground church, you couldn't be super uh, – there's, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of resources, you know, a lot of stuff like that. They were like, man, how are you doing that? And so then I just started uh, discipling uh, believers that I found. And then I would take them with me to do evangelism. Mm-hmm. 
And as soon as right. somebody would say, well, that's for your culture, I'm like, hey, look at him. He's from right, right, right. <laughs> like, wow. so that argument wow. was destroyed. And that whole, that became a more, um, uh, a more sustainable, more effective way of evangelism is, is like training people from their context to, to share the mm-hmm. gospel. Um, so mm-hmm. anyway, as I was uh, talking about that with my team and seeing the merit of that, uh, the Lord really pricked my heart. And when I think about um, solid biblical theology, I was, the Lord just kind of, the, the spirit prompted me like, is that in your context? Is that, mm. is that, is that something that is happening where you're at? And to be honest, man, I had to leave my context to find biblical reformed theology, um, theology wow. that I felt was, was faithful to the scripture. And um, I was a token in a lot of places. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Oh, I know, brother. And so I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, as, as I begin to, to, to wrestle with that, me and uh, my wife felt like the Lord was calling us back to an, an urban context. We didn't know which one, but to an urban context with that same idea, um, preaching the gospel, um, having people not having to cross a cultural barrier to come to us, but, but mm-hmm. going to them. And so uh, as we were exploring that idea, I, then we were praying, and I felt like the Lord was reminding me of Greenville. And, and when I was thinking about playing a church, I was thinking, like, you know, somewhere cool. You know, that actually was like right. cool, but I'm like, man, maybe I'll go to New York or or Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, something that, that, yeah. that has some, like, oh, yeah. a lot of cultural clout. And the Lord just really reminded me of my own experience growing up in Greenville, um, really having to, to ask myself, was the gospel presented clearly in a way that I understood? Was I discipled in my context? Um, and then I, I actually called some pastors in the city. Because um, Greenville, Greenville got a lot of churches, man. There's like six or 700 churches. And oh, I'm not just... I'm not. I'm not just trying to plant churches, you know. I'm like, man, I need to go to California or you know places that don't have them. <laughs> but uh, all the all the pastors I talked to are like, man, this is a need in the urban context. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. It seems like the Lord's kind of refer- uh, affirming that. So came back to Greenville, started uh, interning at an Acts 29 church here in the city, East North Church, and um, just kind of getting ready. We did an internship a uh, little little over a year, and we moved. To the west side uh, in January. So uh, right now uh, we got three community groups going, and we're just uh, plugging away. Nice, awesome story, man. I love the the part about going to to China, man. That's that's just dope. Like I can just see you. Like anybody speak English? You know, like that's, <laughs> that is just so cool, man. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> real man. That is so dope. But. Uh, but yeah, that, you know, um, like you said, man, there's so many churches in Greenville. Um, I remember one time I was headed to uh, Greenwood and my mother-in-law was mm-hmm. in the backseat and she literally started counting churches from that stretch from yeah. Greenwood, Greenville to Greenwood. And I don't even mm-hmm. remember, man, but it was like so many. But I'm glad that didn't yeah. discourage you, man, because, you know, the same thing with podcasts, man. There's a lot of podcasts, man. And, and you know, some people are like, man, there's so many podcasts. But no, God created us, you know, with our own gift and our own calling. And nobody can do it like us, man. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm, I'm glad that you did that. And that's also encouraging to me, man, to to be confident mm-hmm. in what you feel led called to and, and all of that. So, yeah, in this urban context, I know you probably uh you know, because um, cause you said you said that you know at one point you wanted to be a thug. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, so I, I was a pretend thug. I was a pretend thug. Yeah, okay? yeah. I, I know. I, <laughs> I wasn't know. really you, a you thug. Was thug. Yeah, that, you, was my, you, was a, you was a rapper thug. That's that's how I was too. I was the same way. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah. I was a thug on paper. You know, for a short period of time. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in that, you know, when when you what I guess what are some of the challenges you you see from the outstart of this church plant, you know, and and in this urban setting? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me just explain uh, some of the demographics of the area. Uh, yeah, do that. So the for for the state of South Carolina, thirteen uh, percent of the families live below the poverty line. Uh, for this particular community, it's twenty six percent. 
So there's double mm. the amount of poverty. Um, the same will be true of, uh, of our broke, of broken or single parent homes, right? It's about 13% mm-hmm. state average here is, is double that. So there's a lot of, a lot of brokenness. Uh, but the, also the really unique thing is it's a super diverse uh, part of the city. Uh, it has about uh, 50% white, about 30% black, and the rest is Hispanic. And so it's like, uh, like I go to, uh, I go to the high school, I do the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and I see the cafeteria. It's like the United Nations up here. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's just—it's really interesting. It's really cool, man. But I, because of those things, that actually prevents people from planting churches, particularly uh, the, the economic state. Because right, right. Say, if, if, I take, if I take the statistics as they are, it's going to take double the amount of people to reach financial st- stability than another part of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but what I'm finding is as I meet people, there people can talk about Jesus and not know who they're talking about. Um, oh, yeah. Sadly. So because of the because of the culture, you know, it's the same thing. Like so, when I was overseas, I would say, "Do you know Jesus? Do you know who Jesus is?" And they would say, "Oh, you mean like the curse word in the movie?" And I'm like, "Nah, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A dude said that to me. Uh, but um, but as I'm talking with people, as I'm talking with different students at the high school, uh, you know, my, my neighbors, I'm I'm figuring out that. Just because someone can say the name Jesus does not mean they can articulate the gospel. And actually what happens is it's a very works-based understanding. It's like, well, i got to get my act together, and then mm-hmm. God will accept me, which is the whole an- antithesis of the gospel. So right, saying that, right. there's a lot of, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of cr- people use the same words. There's Christianese words being used, but they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're not understood. And that in and of itself, like, poses a unique barrier, right? Because when Mm -hmm. I begin to talk Mm -hmm. to people, they assume they already know what I'm talking about. Gotcha. But their their conception of what the gospel is, most of the time, isn't particularly faithful to the scriptures. Because it's like, well, I got to do what I got to do. You know, I got to earn, got to work up my ladder of righteousness. And and I can even, you know... I was working with the the students of uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at at a local high school, and I was working with them on how to teach uh, the Bible. and And when I came in there, what, what would happen is uh, the students would come in and they would like they would name a particular sin, right? Say mm-hmm. lust, and then the sermon was like this, or the lesson was like this: Stop it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, you. You just going you, you know that you just we can't just stop sinning. That's why we need Jesus. You know. Exactly. So realizing that this is the type like this is really and I and I took these students and I took them through a gospel centered view of what change looks like. How when I when I when I see Christ on the cross and I see that that He has justified me, my affections and my heart begin to change, and then I obey Him not out of the law but out of the abundance mm-hmm. of grace that he has shown me. And so just realizing right. that, and then seeing these, these kids start, the light bulb starts clicking. You know what I'm saying? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, man, Jesus is, is good. <laughs> he's, he's actually better than I thought he was. Right, right, and right, so, right. Wow. But I say a, a lot of the, the, the challenges is because of the Christianese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, man, especially in this area. Um, like you said, you know, there's a, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like it's, it's the cultural thing to be Christian, you know, in the mm-hmm. South. And see a lot of people that that's, that's going to listen to this, not going to understand that, man. Uh, especially people that's up North and, you know, because it's mm-hmm. not the, 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 you know, it's not the thing to be Christian in those areas, you know? Uh, and, and that's why I've, I've always told people, you know, the South is the hardest place to evangelize because everybody think they saved. That's I always say that all the time, you know, yeah, everybody think they saved already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Really. I know, man. And so that, <laughs> that's what, you know, you know, the, 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 that's, that's like a major issue down here. So it's almost like a double whammy. I mean, you're dealing with poverty, you know, you're dealing with, you know, the urban context, um, the urban context with probably, uh, 
we can say one one or two generations back of a Christian background, you know, because it's always yeah. like grandma or big mama that would say, you know, oh, yeah. and, 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 they, and you know that much, you know. So with all with all those things coming together, uh, what has been your strategy uh, for this area? What, what has been your approach for this area? I know we talked about this a little bit when we were face to face, but I want you yeah, to tell yeah, people yeah. kind of your approach. Well, the start off is... Uh, <laughs> You know, I read a bunch of church plan books, all right? I read the books. I listened to the podcast. I've talked to the coaches. And the general consensus that I have gotten is this. We don't really know how to plan a church where you at. Uh, so <laughs> it's pretty discouraging. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So like, uh, we, don't, we don't really know how you're going to reach financial stability. We don't, yeah, we don't really know what that's like <laughs> and so and so it's really funny because you know i met with a, a local pastor the other day and he was like man i really appreciate what you're doing man and, and you know i want to watch what you do and i want to learn from you i'm like i don't know how much you're gonna learn because i am learning on the fly right here right so right. so i so before i kind of get into strategy that that's i think that's just that's just a that's a a a problem or an issue that I want to bring more to the forefront mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've learned great things from a distance from, you know, Dr. Eric Mason and, and, and Doug Logan mm-hmm. and, you know, these, yep. these cats yep. are doing it, but you know, it's, it's less common. And so there's oh, a lot of struggles, a lot of things that I'm like, I don't exactly know how this is going to mm-hmm. work. I mean, just functional things like, you tell somebody right. to read the Bible, but you don't know if they have the literacy to read the Bible. You know, like, exactly. it's just things that you, exactly. you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't come up front. So my, my, my pattern, uh, this is going to sound real cliche, but I hope it does it. <laughs> but it's been a lot of Deep prayer, uh, <laughs> uh, a, a lot of prayer, just really seeking the Lord and being honest. and like, Lord, I don't, I don't know what to do. And, and I right. need your, your, your help and your grace. And he has literally opened up doors for us that I can't, it just was rank, like uh, the first, our first, uh, our first interaction with the community. I was still living on the east side of town doing an internship and uh, mm-hmm. our local association, uh, where with the, with the, the, the Baptist or our local association was like, hey, we got these school supplies and we usually go over and give it to uh, this particular apartment complex. Um, that has, mm-hmm. has some single moms and things like that. They're like, do you want these supplies and you can go give them? I was like, well, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and so exactly. I got, and instead of just dropping them off, I called the management of that apartment complex and I was like, can we throw a party? Can we just throw a party? We'll bring some pizza and we'll give out these, uh, these school supplies and my strategy is like, I just got to meet people. Um, and so that kind of, we we did that. It was successful. We did like a like a, um, a fall festival kind of thing there. We went to a holiday right. luncheon, and so that that has been one aspect. It's like trying to get face to face with people, trying to try mm-hmm. to interact with them. Um, so one is just kind of taking advantage of, of things like that. And the other strategy that we have been kind of hitting is when when you're in a, an impoverished community, uh, there is not like a public place to hang out or at least a public place to hang out that you would want to go and feel safe. Right. You know what I'm right, right, I right. guess I could, I, I could go to the club, but I, you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, uh, so, so a lot of the questions I've been asking myself is like, okay, where can I meet a good cross section of people? And right. everybody has to go to school. Uh, so yep. that's been our, our, our strategy is, We've been in the high school, we've been in elementary school. We've been doing a FCA with high school. We're doing Good News Club with the elementary school. And um, the middle school, we're trying to work some stuff out to get there, too. But I, the strategy has been we're meeting the, meeting the students, uh, talking to the students with the hope of, of meeting their parents and, and trying to get into right, some of these right, families' right. lives. And I can, like mm-hmm. I said, we've only been here since January, so we are really, mm-hmm. really new to the game. But I've right. seen over time, as I get to know the students and I go to the store, or I go to Walmart or whatever, then they begin mm-hmm. to talk to me and I'm having some more interactions with the family. So uh, I'm, I'm seeing that, like, the, 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 the meeting spots of the community are the schools. And so we've tried to, to we, we come to the school and we approach 
the administrators and say, what can we do to serve you? And uh, mm-hmm. as we begin to serve the administrators, they they are helping us uh, meet other people. So that's kind of been our strategy thus far. And um, okay. we live here, so I've been meeting with my neighbors. I'm that dude who knocks on the door, and they're like, "Why are you knocking on my door?" You know. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, "Y'all want?" I remember I, I invited somebody to a cookout, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah," and then they didn't come. You know. <laughs> so there's a right. lot of trial and error, but 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 that's kind of oh, yeah. I tell my team. We got you know, there's three areas of your life where you're a missionary. Uh, it's it's where you work, it's where you live, and it's whatever your hobby is. And so we're mm-hmm. trying to take advantage of those three areas and just live purposefully in those three areas. Gotcha. Yeah, that's legit, man. And you know, uh, thinking about it, you you know, you talked about you know Pastor Eric Mason and uh, and and Doug, which uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm in com- communication with Doug. Hopefully, have him on the show. But uh, I think you know, because that that's those are good examples. But I think you would need a combination of that and what my man uh, Scott Anderson is doing in Georgia. He, he his whole network is about rural plants. Because in a rural context, in the you know country, they it's almost like in Greenville, you in the hood, but they have rural mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, like right. they have a uh uh you know like with the whole you know biblical. I mean you know uh knowing things about the Bible but not knowing you know like you said talking about Jesus but not knowing Jesus is. So I'm gonna definitely hook that up, man. You and uh and Scott because uh he he's building a a network called uh i think it's called oh he gonna kill me uh 1689 union that's what it is he he actually started the company 1689 beard the beard oil and all of that and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah. started this yeah so yeah he 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 started this 1689 union and actually uh we're going to be partnering together to uh to to bring some of the guys in his association on the show but i think that'll be a good connect for you to get a, a balance because you know, sure, it's rural. I mean, it's urban Greenville, but it's still Greenville. You know, like yeah, you're like right. It's you're not right. Baltimore. It's it's not Baltimore. It's not you know DC. So I think that would be that would be very helpful, man. Um, look, Chitario is texting me as I'm as I'm talking to you, <laughs> and uh, and, and he's like, I got a question. He tried to dial in. I said, Nah, man, we already smooth. We rolling. Uh, but, but uh. But look, I'm I'm gonna read his question. Let me read it to you. Chitario okay. said, he said, ask him what he doing trying to go to IHOP in Atlanta, and that theology is more strange fire. LOL. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, all right. So that's what that's what he I said. Am, that's his question. I don't take it out on me. Yeah. No, I ain't. Let's uh, let's get it. Let's get it in. So. I am of the rare breed of what you would call a reformed charismatic. Now, I'm also black. There's like two other people like me. <laughs> but when, when, as I referenced, uh, I went through a lot of um, different, as I was searching for biblical community, I went through a lot of different strands uh, of the faith. And I did spend some time at the International House of Prayer in those circles. And I will tell you this, um, they have taught me things about persevering in prayer and, and the fact of um, God uh, wanting, wanting to have a relationship with you and this idea of, of mm-hmm. communion with God um, that I, I hold dear. And, and to be honest, I find that to be a gaping hole in the Reformed community. Uh, we can talk mm-hmm. about God God as a theological topic, but I want to talk about him as a theological topic, but I want to love him with my whole heart, with my affection. Gotcha. And so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there are things that I would, would, would directly disagree with, with them on, particularly their view of, of eschatology. I'm a, I'm a Lydia's. They, they are very much trying to figure out which king is which king and revelations and trying to <laughs> Trying right. to try to pin that down, and I would even say, as far as the view, I, I would strongly disagree uh, with MacArthur's view of, of Strange Fire. Uh, I would be a more of a the John Piper or um, Sam Storms is a great theologian who who mm-hmm. who looks at spiritual gifts uh, from a biblical standpoint, and which I would say, you know, Paul said, pursue it. So I think mm-hmm. that. 
my pursuit of relationship with God and my my actually my, my confession to God that I can't do anything without you and I need you to show up. Uh, so I would right. I would be pursuing him in prayer and also per- pursuing him uh, with the spiritual gifts as well, all all while trying to do it within the confines of the Bible. And I, I always like to say, man, Paul, he's writing to the Corinthians. He literally says, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. So Paul's not ashamed of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you're not, you're, there's a few of you guys out there uh, that are <laughs> black. And, and, uh, and actually, shout out to my homeboy, Isaiah Robinson. Uh, we're actually going to have Isaiah on uh, soon to, to, to talk about that, that whole idea in depth. Um, but those uh comments are not representative of the bar. Please don't hold it. I'm just playing. <laughs> That's cool, man. I, you I, gotta do you. I, I know. I know, man. I know, man. Yeah, no, I you know, we, I I've had this conversation on here before. Um, you know, and me and you've had this conversation, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am not mm-hmm. a continuous uh I am not uh but but God bless you, man. I, I love you and your heart. Um and, and definitely uh Definitely, definitely love what you're doing in the area. Um, I wish I could commit more, man. I tell you, man, I, I literally like just work in home, man, with with uh, working night shift. So, um, right here, while we on this little, you know, this little downside of it, I'm gonna take a break for a quick commercial break from one of our network partners. Hey, this is Logan from the Reform Gamers, the podcast that's all about video games, theology tacos, and anything else that we can really think of. Join us each week as we discuss the latest games that we've been playing and some of the theology that we see in those games as well, and discuss topics such as how much gaming is too much gaming, and more. You can find us on iTunes as well as any other podcast catcher that you have. GG and amen. All right, y'all, we're back here at the bar, and uh, I'm here with my big homie, Big Will, uh, Greenville native, um, close to me. Mm-hmm. Probably could have did this interview face to face. Will, now that I think about it, but I don't have wow. the, the 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 what the you know I don't have the technology to do that yet. Um, but one day I will have a couple mics and we have to sit down again, man, and, and chop it up. But um, Will is actually in the midst of a church plant. Literally just started uh, January in a uh, urban context, in, but still in Greenville. We have to remember that, in Greenville, South Carolina. And he's been telling us his strategy and, 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 and you know, what, what brought him to that area. Um, and it's been excellent, awesome. Uh, Will, I'm going to give you a moment right here, man, to uh, – to to shout out to you know anything you want to say to to my audience uh any prayer requests anything like that you want to do right here and then when you finish with that i'm gonna come back with some fun quote unquote uh bar questions but i'm gonna give you the moment right now man to uh to just speak to my people directly you know when i think about playing in in an underserved area I, i focus on uh i think about the brokenness uh, that we see uh, just the, the the economic brokenness, the relational brokenness, uh, crime. We have educational brokenness, and and then when I look at Jesus and the people that he pursued, he he intentionally pursued in the gospel those who are the most broken, and it was in in mm. it was a, a visible repre- representation of the gospel. Right. As he's pursuing those broken people, he looks at those who are not broken and says, this is what you are like spiritually. And so I Mm. I see that that he has he has a heart for the broken and he has a heart for for those who who are downcast. And I just want more people to feel his heart in that way. I want more people mm-hmm. to, to to understand that that there are there are areas all over our cities, all over our countries, where where the gospel is not being proclaimed, where people are not seeing hope and they're not finding salvation. And and I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of it is because of finances. To be honest with you, right. I really believe that people that that people want to plant churches in the sexy places. And they want to be, you know, they want to have the conference and they, and they, want, to, they want to do all this, this cool stuff. But I see Jesus going to those who are broken. And so mm. 
my my hope is that more and more people will grab hold of what I think is is a biblical vision of pursuing those who are lost. Those who when you, when you go and pursue them, they they're like, don't come to me. I don't want you to come over right. here. I'm I'm cool right. with what I'm doing. And so I just I just want us to see a, a, a have a view of of the compassion of Christ, and then go and pursue mm. Him. Go and pursue Him to do the the hard things. You know, I see Paul and his sufferings, and and he's constantly when he when he talks about his sufferings in the Bible, he's constantly pointing back to the sufferings of Christ, and he's saying, "Man, mm. the the sufferings that I'm doing, they, they are they are a, a a physical representation of the love of Christ and His sufferings on our behalf." And so we should be willing to suffer, whether it be physically, financially, or maybe putting our families in, in places that they don't have the best schools or, or whatever have you. We, we should be willing to, to suffer in order to demonstrate the glory and the worth of Jesus and to pursue people whom nobody else is pursuing. And so that's mm-hmm. just kind of my plea. I mean, I, 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 right. I want – my hope is to is, – as I'm figuring out how to plan a church, I hope that I can find a biblical strategy to begin to tell other people. Like, so when they say, how do I plan a church here? I can give them some advice instead of, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, right. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I want, <laughs> I want finances and, and I want prayers and I want the body of Christ to, to be focused and directed on those uh, who, who society has, maybe cast aside or painted in a, in a bad light. And I think that the credibility that that adds to our gospel proclamation is, 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 is incalculable. Mm-hmm. How much, how we say we follow a, a, a savior who was, who was beaten and crucified and we should be able to follow him in that crucified life. And then in that, right. see the joy of the joy of him actually spiritually resurrecting people to to himself in places where mm-hmm. people would think, man, I, I I can't imagine this happening here. And then this vision of, of of seeing the Holy Spirit change people so that in their households, in their jobs, in their everyday life, the glory of Jesus is being displayed and being displayed in a place where people wouldn't think it would be. And I think God gets a lot of glory out of that. And so mm. I'm just about that. And um, yes, sir. To to you to you listening, man. Pray, pray, pray for us. Um, our church is called Reconcile Community Church. We want to see that reconciliation that comes from 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 Jesus reconciling God and man, but also in Ephesians two. It's, it talks about how Jesus is reconciling man and man, right? So we want to see that reconciliation happen in our community, and and as as God's kingdom comes by the proclamation of the gospel, it could just be such a. a Dark difference between uh, mm. the kingdom, uh, the domain of darkness, as it talks about in Colossians, and it talks about, man, God transferred us into the kingdom of His beloved Son, and and, to, and for people to see the joy and the goodness that comes from that. So pray for us, and I I'm not even going to be ashamed. If you want to donate some money, hit me up. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> I man. Told you, I, to, I told you the I told you the demographics, man. And um, right, this right. this is this is going to take a while to be sustainable. Um, but right. people need to hear the gospel. People need to hear accurate yeah. representation. And also, people need to be discipled. They need yes, to be sir. brought up into maturity in Christ, and, and they need to see. See, when when a young person, I'm gonna just. This is a segue. Segue. Okay. The, what usually happens in, in urban context is this. Uh, I'll have what, we'll have what we call a parachute ministry, what I would call it. And so there will be a church from a wealthier side of town that will come in and do a big outreach. And then everyone goes back home. And I'm sure that the intentions are great. Um, right. But what happens is when I see people who don't look like me, who, who I cannot envision myself being like them in the future – that is communicating to me that that life isn't for me. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that version of what it means to be a Christian, I can't. I have no conception of it because that is so out of my ram- the realm of possibility for what my life will end up like. And so what happens is, you know, I'll see, we'll see youth go to these big youth things in, in the urban context, and then when they reach a particular age, they have to come to this realization: Well, what is my life going to look like? 
can I attain mm-hmm. to the type of Christianity that I've been seeing, or do I have to go do what everyone else is doing? And so we want people to, to learn what discipleship is right here in their context. What does it look like to be a disciple and live here, to work at Walmart? What does that look like to be a disciple right. there? We want people to get a vision of that so that, that as, you know, Paul talks about follow me as I follow Christ. So well, we need to have people who are being disciples in this context, and they can say to others, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus here. So that's just one of our Amen, goals. Brother. Um, so, yeah, yes, man, that's just, that's pray for us. Give us some money. We'll use it for God's glory, but <laughs> by God's grace. <laughs> Amen. And I'll get some um – I get some links from you, man, and we'll put it in the description if you feel led. Definitely, definitely hook my brother up. Uh, definitely doing a good work, man, and I appreciate you what you're doing. Um, okay, man, let's uh, let's hit our signature bar questions. My little outro questions that are usually fun. Uh, first question is, what mu- kind of music are you listening to? What what's on your playlist right now? Uh, let's see, what am I listening to? So I like a uh, like my brothers from Lamp Mode. So uh, mm-hmm. Shaolin, Timothy, Br- Shaolin and mm-hmm. Timothy Brindle are on a constant rotation. Uh, because, gotcha. dude, man, Timothy Brindle stuff, like the way he, he explains the gospel is, is, is crazy. It's good. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's see. Um, my my, my piece from Humble, Humble Beast. So I'm listening to mm-hmm. Eshawn Burgundy, Propaganda. And I got to give props to my, uh, my Reach Records uh, people, too. I know Lecrae's catching a lot of flack, um, <laughs> but I still listen. I listen to my boy Lecrae. And then here's the deal, mm-hmm. man. People always talk. The people who talk about, who say they that he doesn't talk about the Bible, are actually betraying that they don't read the Bible. His, his music is full of biblical imagery. So that's all I gotta I got to say about that. <laughs> I got you. Look, it's funny you was naming the Humble Beast. Like, Eshan is not with Humble Beast anymore. Uh, found oh, out he's that, not? Uh, nope. He, he went independent. Jay Givens is not with Humble Beast anymore. Um, so, yeah, man. Oh. Okay, so what what uh, what sermons or podcasts do you listen to? Do you listen to? Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. I listen to... Uh, Dr. Eric Mason, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to study the way that he uh, preaches the biblical truth to the urban context. So I'm, I'm studying mm-hmm. uh, the wording he uses. I'm studying the the sermon illustrations. Uh, Leon's Crump, uh, he's up at uh, Renovation Church in Atlanta yep. uh, for Georgia. for very mm-hmm. very similar very similar reason. Um, now one of my favorite preachers is Paul Washer. Um, mm-hmm. I love my love Paul because he. Uh, if I if I just want to feel convicted, I'll turn on some Paul Washer. Um, oh, you and then, um, Yeah, 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 yeah. And I even uh, turn on some some Francis Chan from now and then. And I love his uh, mm-hmm. the, the the raw affection that 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 he has for the Lord. So those are kind of kind of the people I listen to. Okay, yeah. When I met Paul at uh, G three, he had like flu symptoms, so I didn't get close. Some people didn't care, but I was like. I got a little baby. And I ain't trying to get nobody sick. <laughs> I feel that. I, just, I feel that. I, I threw my hand. Up. I threw my hand up at him. Like, what's up, Paul? <laughs> that's, that's all I could give him. Bro. <laughs> I feel you. That's all I could give him. Man, it's been a pleasure, Big Will. Man, um, appreciate you coming through, stopping at the bar, and chopping it up with us, being our uh, local pastor spotlight. Uh, I promise you guys, I'm gonna try to do better with that. Um, but I have a man. You know, you guys know by now. I my my mind man i just i I see big picture and so i have so much stuff i want to do and 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 sometimes when that happens i need people to inbox me and remind me that i hadn't brought them on the show uh will Um, anyway (laughs) no shade no shade no shade but but yeah so that you know I'm, i'm gonna get back on it um and we're gonna we're gonna bring it to you uh the best we can so as we get ready to sign off anything you want to say on the way out big willie uh, no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's just rejoice. Oh, yeah, in, let's rejoice in the gospel, man. Let's just rejoice in the yes, fact sir. that our sins, our sins are forgiven, and the Father yes, sees sir. us with the righteous robes of Jesus on. So that gives us some joy. 
Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. So uh, definitely I'll have his contact. I'll have him to send it to me so I can put it in the, the detail or description of the show. Uh, make sure you hit him up. Uh, make sure you go and leave a review for the bar. We need you to do a review on the podcast that helps us uh, more than you would ever know. Uh, five stars, of course. Uh, and, and if you do it now, um, um, it will enter you to win a free Luther t-shirt and a digital download of the new Luther documentary from uh, righteous wretch. Um, all you have to do is leave a five star review and, and we're going to pick a winner at the end of April and you'll get that absolutely free for your, your time to, uh, to help us out on that end. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. All you gotta do is search biblical and reformed, uh, and on Instagram, Twitter, we're at the bar underscore podcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Check us out. Uh, be on the lookout for some upcoming uh, stuff. I've been in talks with people on my team. We got some goodies lined up for you for this year. It's been an awesome year man i just i thank god for it and uh i think that's it man so uh signing off from greenville me and will in greenville uh signing off man y'all hold it down god bless you grace and peace What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there